Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to breadridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. I am your host, and I'm excited to have as my guest today, David Chemetsky. David is a deep message expert. He's a speaker, an author, a podcast host, and a producer. He is a true pathfinder with a mission to uplift lives in every way by empowering individuals and groups day by day. Through his content and teaching, he brings insights and a unique guiding principle so others can grow and overcome obstacles. Welcome, David Chemeski, to the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Brett. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well this morning. So, you know, a lot of the guests I interview on the show, David, I have had an opportunity to meet many years and years ago. So this is our first time actually chatting. So I know little to nothing about you. So we're just going to dive right in. And obviously... We came across each other through LinkedIn or whatever and thought you'd be an outstanding guest for the show. So I'm excited to have you here today. So so let's talk about your speaking career. What got you into it in the first place? And I'll have some follow-up questions of that, but you know, give us give us the backstory, so to speak. Uh it's been pretty funny. Uh, you know, I was working in corporate America and uh then I just left the, the, the job about 20 years ago. They go, Hey, can you go out and do tra some training? Sure, I could do that. Uh, and when I did, I had to identify counterfeit medicine. And I didn't know that the training meant that you had to get in front of crowds and, and speak. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I was in the group. I used to be in the group of, hey, I would rather be in the box at the funeral rather than speaking at the funeral. And, you know, just through opportunities, uh, I started getting it. And I started getting my message. And then I, I went through some personal challenges. And I knew that I needed to be a, a coach, uh, which was where my bachelor's degree is. You know, the universe brings us into a certain place. And uh, my bachelor's degree is in behavioral sciences. And uh, that was not the area of my career. And it brought me back here to speaking. And once I got back through what I needed to do, uh, I knew I wanted to speak on stage, help people, because nobody has to go through this life alone. And that's really what started off my, my path between the work opportunities and then my personal opportunities. It just really kind of meshed in. And I was like, this is where I was supposed to be aligned for. How many years are we going back, David, to getting on that first stage, so to speak? Uh, over 20 years. So, you know, it, it really uh, has been twenty year, uh, a 20-year journey uh, from that first 
training where I was like, oh my God. And then, you know, we, we were we were in Puerto Rico at, for one of the larger ones. And they go, yeah, everybody has to go up on stage in front of 250 people. And I was like, what do you mean have to, <laughs> you know? Um, but, then, you know, that was just one of the best experiences. And that would be one of the things that I would say to speakers is get out there and speak. If it's a small group, get yourself comfortable with small groups. Don't always jump into the deep end and look for the 20 to 250 person, but really just talk. And that's one of the things that I, I, I really, when I work with clients, that's what I say as much as you can find your way. It's like, if you go to the gym, you want to be physically in shape. You need to keep being at the gym. Same thing with a, as a speaker. So your topic for your first on stage was how to identify counterfeit drugs. Yep. Medicine. Yep. Wow. That, okay. Yeah. So it, well, it was, it was part of a you know that that was part of my employment, and uh, you know a lot of things that we take for granted in our medical. You know, if we see somebody in a white jacket, we automatically assume that they're a doctor and they can give us the right information. Obviously, you know, if you're going into a doctor's office, that would be a good assumption. But a lot of us really sometimes buy medicine online. It's cheaper. I don't want to go to the doctor. And uh, the joke I always used to say when I was doing those types of trainings is, yeah, don't believe everybody in a white jacket. My grandfather used to have a white jacket, but he was a butcher. <laughs> All right. So you transitioned eventually from the corporate world to doing your own thing or whatever. So what, what became your go-to topic when you were doing your own thing? Generally, it's about resilience. Uh, you know, I, I think we all don't realize how much resilience we have. And, you know, one of uh, I did a TEDx talk about being a phoenix, that we're all a phoenix. We've all risen from some sort of ashes in our life. And that really, you have to kind of be reminded of that. We need to, you know, while we're going through it, it might not feel so well. But at the end of the day, that resilience builds it back. And one of the things I do when I work with clients is really also to make sure that not only you keep going back to the same ashes, that wouldn't be so much fun and it actually hurts some of the resilience. But if we can learn the lessons or get us past the issues that caused the ashes, uh, we're going to have ashes in a lot of times in our lives using the Phoenix metaphor. And really it's when you learn how to do it and manage the it within that the out without the outside actually starts working a lot, much better, a lot, lot better. So David, you mentioned you've done a TEDx talk. So what prompted you to want to do a TEDx talk and what have the benefits been, if any, of having been a TEDx speaker? Well, it's pretty interesting. I always wanted to do it. When I started hearing about it and watching them, I wanted to uh, aspire to, to doing that. And I and so I kept on applying and, and applying and uh, wasn't successful, which is basically a lot of what happens when you're applying for a speaker or to be a TEDx speaker. Uh, I think the the rejection rate is around ninety percent uh, statistically. And uh, so I you know I reached out to uh, producers and I was like, hey, what can I do better? What, what am I doing? And the one producer was right here uh, in in my town, and I said. Hey, can I meet you up for coffee? I'd love to know what, why my app application didn't go. And he says, well, you, you left up a lot of questions. And I go, well, you're supposed to ask me questions. He goes, I get 700 applications, you know, every time that 
uh, we do it every year. He goes, I don't have time for questions. He goes, I gave you a, a shot on the video. He goes, I liked your video, but I still didn't really understand enough about what you wanted to talk about. And if I have to guess about it and, and work too hard for it, he goes, there were some really great messages and there were great messages. And then, uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work toward it. I'm not asking for any specific favors, but you know, I'm going to work towards it. I'm going to leave it all on the table, which is a really good metaphor and a really good idea for all of us is don't hold back. Don't, when you, when you're speaking, don't hold back. If there's a story you want to tell, tell it out. And you know, there's lots of different ways to do that. And then I got out there and, and I did it, which ironically was not one of my best performances, but it was also the first time I was talking about live my suicide attempt. I knew what I was talking about. I was prepared for it. And I, I'm very proud of the speech itself. And, you know, have I gotten a lot of feedback on it? I did. I got some feedback and some negative stuff feedback on, you know, TEDx uh, because they're all on that TEDx library. But the thing that I want to say, and this is the most important reason why we should all want to be speakers, is that of all the people that have watched, about nine families had reached out to me and wanted to understand the suicide journey that I was that I had gone through, and not in detail of hows and and things like that. It was really about understanding. So there were a few people who needed it, and even though I'm um, a mentor and, and a coach, I can I can guide people through it. But sometimes you need to go to a real therapist, uh, which I am not, and I don't claim to be. I stay in my lane. But the real part of that is that they got to talk to somebody who knew about that darkness. And then there were two families who reached out to me whose family member, unfortunately, did, you know, was successful. And while we're talking to your audience, now, this statistically is 89% of people are unsuccessful. So that means 11 people, 11% statistically are successful in suicide. So we really got to start doing that Desmond Tutu uh, why are these people falling in the ocean, uh, in the river? And we need to go upriver to find out why. Because this is a lot of people who, you know, who are unsuccessful. And what what can we do to save them and to change them? And that's been my part of my mission since my attempt five years ago. All right. So I like to say, David, there are three primary types of speakers. One is the keynote speaker that we're all familiar with. The second would be what I call the platform seller deliver content, then make an offer for continuing ed or coaching or whatever. And the third is a person who's using speaking just as a business building tool. Could be a chiropractor, financial planner, whatever, just speaking to local groups. So which of those lanes do you play in? And if it's more than one, which lane do you prefer? Great question. Um, I, I've done all of those speeches, those types. I don't like the selling from the stage. Uh, I'm not really, because part of my mission is mental health wellness. Uh, I don't I don't like selling it. Uh, lately, I've been working on uh, helping people write books, get their their signature speeches together, some of the branding around that, and starting a podcast. That I can sell a lot better than uh, the platform. I, you know, I don't like getting up there and being pitched. I've been we've all been in you know many seminars, and especially during the COVID pandemic, we were on days and days of just being pitched, and it, you know, I, I don't like that. I really like to connect with people and that's why I like to be a keynote speaker. I'd like to, you know, bring out something and motivate people and really bring them to that next level, take them to a place where they think they know where they're going. And then we take a quick left turn and 
really make them think about some things. But it's also just great just getting out a message. And part of my message when I do talk is about mental wellness, is teaching people how to their quick reset button. That's one of the things I really enjoy talk, talking about is tell, telling everybody exactly how to get in touch with themselves and reset themselves under any circumstances. So as a keynote speaker, David, how do you measure whether a speech has been successful or not? You know, that's a really good <laughs> surprise, a good question. You know, it's just the feedback afterwards. Uh, you, you know, uh, I know when I prepare for a keynote speech, I know I've, I've put all my efforts into it. As long as I feel when I get off the stage, I have done well, I feel good about myself. But at the end of the day, if... I sit in a room with even 10 people and nobody comes over to me and asks me a question or wants to have that further conversation. I then question myself. I think it's always good to question ourselves, um, but I like that interaction. I want to make sure that they really got my message. You know, it might have well went well in my head. You know, it's like those jokes sometimes we make uh, where, oh man, that was funny. I don't know why everybody's not laughing and it's just how it, it landed. And that, that's, you know, really what I like to do uh, for keynote speech, not necessarily land a, a joke, but the message that I was asked to talk about. All right, so give me three tips on what it takes to become a successful keynote speaker. Practice. That's the first, no matter what you do, you need to practice. Like, I'm not a great memorizer, so sometimes I'll go off the hip uh, and also make sure, not only practice, but make sure that when you do go sort of off script, what we'll, we'll put in air quotes, you need to not go down rabbit holes. Because that's a big you know, idea where people don't go stay on script and then they go down a rabbit hole and you're like, whoa, that's not even anything close to what you're supposed to be talking about. And then the last thing is practice. So I know practice was two things. I mean, you know, really it's, it's practicing and getting out there, but... You know, if you're going to try, we talked about this in the green room. You know, it really is a situation is if you're looking to speak, you need to speak. Get into your Toastmasters. Nobody's above Toastmasters, right? If you want to do it for free, there's speaking opportunities. The only way to get better at speaking is by speaking and being prepared speeches, not necessarily, oh, well, I'm, I'm above, I'm a $25,000 speaker. Well, you still need to speak. You still need to get those opportunities. And Toastmasters is great. It's a low, and I, I'm not selling Toastmasters. There's other groups like that, or just volunteer. And that's one of the things that I love to do is part of my repertoire is I do a lot of volunteering. So anytime they need a speaker, I will go up there for free to talk about their charities and things like that. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways to make sure that you keep doing it because the only way you get better at it is by doing it not by thinking about it. All right, so great advice. So I do have a couple other questions I want to ask you, David, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world and now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world? If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we 
are back with the Spotlight on the Speaker Show. My guest this episode is David Chemetsky. So, David, one of my favorite questions I always ask my guests is, okay, it's time to bury your soul a little bit here and share maybe a mistake you made along your, your speaking journey that was embarrassing at the time, left a little red face, but there was a valuable lesson learned, and it would be something that you would highly advise aspiring speakers not to do. Yeah, so I once got up on stage, and as you can see, uh, if it's a video, behind me is is, my, is the logo for my podcast, Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. So most places where I go, I bring a bat. And I went up there and spoke. I brought my bat up there, and it was, the speech was not about the bat, but it, it was part of the things. But that's all the people heard me is the bat. Dave, when are you bringing the bat up? Dave, what are you doing with the bat? And I was like, I just gave you a message about, you know, mental wellness and taking care of yourself. And it wasn't about the bad. I, it, it, my speech did end with find your sweet spot and I took a swing, but that's all they heard. And I was like, okay, so now when I go up to speak, I don't always bring the bad, even though I say I might bring it in, the, in there. And one of the times that I spoke, I went up there and I did my, my speech and I didn't bring my bat. And everybody was like, Dave, where's your bat? Where's your bat? I go, did you hear the speech? And they go, yeah, they did. They go, I didn't know that you spoke like that. I go, that was the same speech. It was a friend of mine. I go, that was the same speech I gave at another time. So you got to make sure what, not only what the audience expectations, but also to know what your expectations are. If you need to make sure your message is clear, don't have too many distractions. You know, a lot of people lean on, you know, these tools and uh, toys to go up there to get the, 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 the big razz to get everybody's attention. Sometimes the best message that you can have is your message. So make sure that you communicate it properly and don't look for all the extra toys to get everybody's attention. All right. So sometimes you use a prop, as you said. So I got to ask, are, are you a, a PowerPoint person or you just speak from the heart and you don't use a PowerPoint when you present? I, I like PowerPoint, but I don't use it all the time. I'd rather speak from the heart. One of the characteristics that I love when people, when I get my feedback, is that they, you spoke for real. You know, like I, I didn't, I'm not just this person who's speaking and says all the right things. I'm going to tell you about my flaws. And there's going to be times that I'm going to be like, man, I said that wrong. Like the first time I was talking about my reset button, uh, which now I use all the time, actually, is I'm like, I'm going to teach you how to touch yourself in a special way, and it's going to heal you. And, you know, everybody's starting laughing. And, of course, there's guys in the corner who are cracking up, and I go, um, and then all of a sudden I realize what I say. So that's also one of the embarrassing things. Watch what you say. But And I'm like, nah, I still say it, uh, it because it is. It's a, it's a way to rub your hands in a, in a way that creates delta waves that will also help reduce stress and overcome some challenges if you work with the right people. So there are things that you, you say that you might be embarrassed by saying, but you need to make sure that it's still said. All right. So I want to give you a couple of minutes, David, to tell people a bit more about what it is specifically that you do. And then I want to talk about podcasts a little bit after that. But, uh, how, you know, if people want to get involved in your world, where do they find you and what are you all about, man? Yeah, well, the easiest way is uh, I have a very unique last name uh, when you spell it right. Um, uh, and the private joke is that uh, I, I 
it looks like I, I might've spelt my name wrong uh, on the application to talk to Brett. Um, so, you know, David Chemetsky is, is a unique name, which is really my name. So it's, it works out well that way. And that's really where I position myself really on TikTok. Everybody's like, Oh, you don't have a, a funny name. You don't have this Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm David Chemetsky. That's who I am for better or for worse. That's really who I am. And you, you can reach out as well as my website, David Chemetsky. And, you know, what I do is I help people find their story. And I think this, our story is the most important thing. And a lot of people are afraid to write our story, write books. I've come out with a couple of books, not only the compilations where I've been lucky enough to have been in a lot of compilations with some big name people. I've also written my own books. And I think that that's really what we, we want to do. Uh, a book could be just for you. It doesn't have to be number one bestseller, number one Amazon bestseller, Barnes & Noble bestseller, New York Times bestseller. Do it for you. Sometimes the books for you really heal you. Because that's what I do when I teach, is I teach about healing. I bring that all in, in why is this message important and what healing is it going to bring in within you. And then I also teach people how to do podcasts because I love uh, doing these podcasts as a guest, but I also love being part of uh, the podcast experience. We'll make sure David's URL is in the in show notes down below. And then you also have something that you offer folks, David. Can you tell me what, tell us what that is and where they go get that also, please? Sure. So I have a podcast. I have a podcast. I have a Pathfinder perspective. My, my mentoring practice is called On the Path. And PATH stands for Personal Attitudes Towards Happiness. And we all have that goal. We all have that mission. We all have that road that we that we walk. We all might walk it with somebody, but it's still our road individually. And I think in a half hour, I could teach everybody their personal reset button, which is really one of the most valuable pieces. And when I talk about the reset button, it's no matter what situation you're getting into, and no matter who you are, you're always going to get into a situation you might be frustrated. Somebody cut you off. You might be sitting in traffic. Your, your partner might... You have different expectations than what you're at. And you just need to calm yourself down just for a few seconds. And that's where that rubbing the hands really comes in uh, helpful. And it goes a little deeper than that. But that's always our personal reset button. And that's really where I think we it all comes together is by coming together in a half hour. Not that I'm going to change your life, but it will change a little bit. It might change your perspective on how to move forward. And if you'd like to work with me. I can work with you on a bunch of different levels, either writing a book, creating your speech or something else. All right. Very good. So, you know, normally I would do a wrap here, but I want to talk about podcasts for a little bit. So as a fellow podcast host, I mean, obviously I encourage you know, speakers should be getting on podcasts. Sure. So as a fellow podcast host, what to you, David, mm -hmm. makes for an outstanding podcast guest? Somebody who has a story, uh, you know, when people go, what's your, you know, they always laugh. I mean, that, that's the great thing about having the right catch, you know, peace, love and bring a bat. Everybody's laughing about it. The image in the back, you know, is funny. But really what it is, is I want to hear a good story. Uh, when I talk about the podcast, it's part spiritual, part motivational. I want to know your story. I don't want to know that you're a coach and that you can help the world. I, 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 that's, that's at the end. Because I really want to know who you are. I want to know either what you think, 
in, in the spiritual way. It doesn't have to be a religion. It really is about who you are, who that heart is, that authenticity. And then, you know, really, if you have a motiv motivation story, we all have that story where we've overcome something, where we've been, where I didn't think I could do it. And that's it. Uh, I talk a lot about charities. I, I'm a very giving person. And I, you know, philanthropy is really one of those things that I think I'm very passionate about. And then the bad part is really about bringing an awesome thought. It's not about violence. It's a toy on my on my accent. So I would always tell everybody that whatever you're leaning into as a speaker, lean into it. If you're a pretty person, if you're a good-looking person, not like me, then, you, you, you know, that's what you do. But, you, you know, for me, I have a Brooklyn accent. No matter what you want to say about me, you're going to hear the Brooklyn accent. Some people like it. And some people don't like it. And that's also okay. And, you know, the bat hits your sweet spot. Whatever you're doing is really, and my sweet spot is guests who have a really good story. I've had stories of just who are, who are not selling things. So not everybody on my show sells things. One was a, a man who lost his eyesight at 35 and is slowly getting it back through basically meditation and the belief of the universe. And, you know, I've also had people... Uh, a woman whose family was uh, murdered by during the uh, Uganda genocide, and you know, so it's not it's it's those stories about how they rose out of their situation. Also, I think we all need to hear that. We don't need to hear just how all the great people. We want to hear the people like us who have gone through some stories and then still rose. How just by doing it. And having that that positive attitude. All right. Well, outstanding. So, David, what is the name of your podcast specifically? And is that at a different URL than your primary website? Uh, it is. So the name of the podcast is Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Uh, but you can go to my primary, you can go to my website and there's a link there. Uh, it's all it's also on all of the platforms that you would listen to podcasts. So Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon, uh, Audible, and all the you know, all the great places to hear it. Uh, or you can go to peace, love, and bring a bat dot com. But uh, you know that's one of the things that uh, I make it easy for everybody to go get for it. And actually, I have a, a page on Facebook for peace, love, and bring a bat as well. All right, very good. Well, I want to thank you, David, sincerely for being my guest on this episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show. I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do. For everybody listening out there, may this year be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.